Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, it's the Rundown, presented by ExploreStLouis.com. The biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. All right, so we'll start with the first coaching firing uh, in the NFL this year. Matt Rule has been let go as the coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, this is, of course, less than six months after the owner said it could take five, maybe six years to rebuild an organization that's capable of sustained excellence. So, again, here we are. You know, it's one thing to say these things. Yep. It's one thing to know these things, but it's another to watch them happen. Right? <laughs> yes. It's another – It's another. And, and, and look, like I do think on some level there has to be uh, some competitiveness. A medium. There's somewhere in the middle maybe. Yeah, like, you you know, they, they got their ass kicked yesterday to the 49ers, 37 yep. to 15. Uh, they lost the Cardinals at home last weekend. Yeah. That was a game really that you needed to win. They did not. I feel like, you know, along the way, you, you could say, you know, yeah, it'll take us five, six years to, to be great, but that doesn't mean that every game, Week has to be awful, right? Right yes. until then. Well, and like like McDaniel at least was a coordinator in the NFL prior yeah. to. Yeah, you know. and I think there is a, there's something to be said for that too. Like it's possible that uh, Matt Rule just wasn't a culture fit uh, in the NFL, yep. right? You could be a brilliant scheme, you could be a brilliant game planner, but you know if the guys just don't buy you, yeah, at the pro level, like it is what it is. Uh, Matt Rule finished eleven and twenty seven, one and four <laughs> this year. Panthers were one and twenty-seven when allowing seventeen or more. Which, which, seventeen is not a lot. No, seventeen is not some like this is not a stat that's like when the when the Carolina Panthers allow thirty-four or more, they've never won. No, seventeen, man. All right, that happens pretty much every week in the NFL. <laughs> that's the, a standard, the Colts got yeah. the twelve. Right. Okay. <laughs> with with nothing. Even yeah, they got the twelve, so they're only five off. Um, yeah. I also think though that it is. Um, it's a it's a reflection, a referendum on quarterback play. Uh, a, a, an NFL coach is only going to be as good as his quarterback. Yeah. I mean, show me somebody in the NFL that overcomes quarterback play. Well, and he probably evaluated Baker Mayfield and was like, okay, let's well, bring him. Well, because he evaluated Sam Darnold. <laughs> right. And, right. and so he's like, okay, we need something, <laughs> something anything better. else. You yeah. know, like we need anything else uh, <laughs> besides Sam Darnold. So, yeah, look, I, I, I think this is – and again, the stat that I was talking about with Mike earlier, with with Mike Wall, was that uh, this is going to be Baker's sixth head coach in five seasons. That's not because all the coaches sucked, right? <laughs> it's That's you. because you sucked. Right? There's no, I mean, quarterbacks get coaches fired. That's the way it works in the NFL, right? Yeah. That's just the way. I mean, Daniel Jones got Joe Judge fired. Um, well, I, I do think he. The, I do think that he's better than Baker Mayfield. Daniel Jones yeah, is, yes. I think, I no, think yeah, I we've, we've, learned, we've learned that. He, yeah. You can sustain it if you're Brian Dable. You could, and that's the other problem is you got the Giants out here balling out with a new coach making you look bad. Like, yeah. 
dude, you're in year two and you, you haven't done anything. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think Baker Mayfield is the single worst starting quarterback. Uh, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a quarterback. Wow. That's, I mean, can you think? Of, I mean, Carson I can't, Wentz not is better. Off the top of my Car- head, Carson Wentz is better, right? No. Carson, because no. Carson Wentz yeah. at least scored, you know, two touchdowns yeah. yesterday, right? Yeah. I mean, he threw the pick I, there I'll at give the you end. That, yeah. Uh, so I would take like, and I, and I think that is a. Would you take Geno Smith? Well, Geno Smith ha- has the number one offense in the NFL right now. Yeah. Like I, what they're doing is unbelievable. It's crazy. So yeah, Geno Smith not even a question. Geno Smith would be an, an insane upgrade over Baker Mayfield right now. What about now. Cooper Rush? Cooper Rush. Is winning serviceable. He's winning. So hey, all you got to do is not lose. Look, it's not like the Carolina Panthers' defense is that bad. I mean, well. they got some talent on that side of the ball, man. Um, so I, I really do. I think this is more about Baker than it is Matt Rule. By the way, a lot of people were focused on the fact that he's owed forty million dollars on his contract. Yeah. He is not going to get that if he takes a coaching job. Even in college. Correct. There is an offset clause in uh, that contract. Smart of him to put that in there. They, they might be dumb. They ain't stupid. Right. Who would do that? Who would agree? Who would agree to say, you know what, we're going to pay you no matter what? Bro, Ed, I've seen though some of these deals are pretty one-sided sometimes. Look what the tech look well, I know it's college, but look what Texas A&M did with Jimbo. Yeah, no, I think the NFL though, they They're can, savvy enough. Yeah, they can afford to cuz you know how it goes in the NFL. Right. You are hired to be fired. Exactly. Right? I mean, yeah. I don't care, you know, I don't care who you are. Uh, now maybe the Raiders were were stupid enough to give John Gruden <laughs> no offset clause, right? Yeah, but he ain't working. Is they he? had cause with him at least. John Gruden ain't working, is he? No. So there's got to be something afoot there. Yeah, because he could he could he could go he could no, get a job. Right. That's well, right. maybe not. Maybe not because the email. I don't. Th- I think the email is going to write him yeah. off, bro. He, I don't think ESPN will have him back. I'll tell you what. McDaniel's isn't exactly. I think tonight's a big game for McDaniel's. I mean, in terms of showing you're competitive, at least. Like you don't want to get blown out on Monday Night Football. No, but they've done it a million times. Right. I so, mean, I'm not. I'm not going to take this journey with you today, man. Where you're trying to get me to believe in these damn Raiders to keep this game. I, I. I. I watched it last weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road. Don't believe. Dude's out here doing finger rolls, man. <laughs> He's finger rolling touchdowns, okay? And I'm supposed to believe the no, Raiders got something for this dude? No, you can't I mean, stop it. Uh, they couldn't even beat Tannehill. No, it's he's unbelievable. So if you can't beat Tannehill, but again, th- that is a week to week. Yeah. The NFL is a very much week to week league. So sure. would it be the most shocking thing ever? No. Um, just like Matt Rule uh, being fired is not the most shocking thing ever. The question that I think is it becomes interesting is where is he going to be coaching next season? Ooh. He doesn't have to. I mean, he is owed forty million dollars, <laughs> so he could, in theory, sit out. Nebraska. Would you hire him if you're Nebraska? Would he take Nebraska? And does Nebraska want to try this? You know, uh, something like this. Uh, uh, I obviously he was really successful at college. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he would take that job because it's hard. It's very hard. You, I tell you, you laid it out on the show. If you give me forty million dollars to sit on my ass, <laughs> bro, I'm not. I'm. I am not moving. No, unless it's like a premier, right. easy job that I'm walking into. That Arizona? Th- would you do Arizona State? No chance. No. No chance. It would have to be <laughs> like a. Uh, you know, I don't even know. I don't even think there's like a big time job opening. No. Like, is there? Like those is there? Are the, those are the two most prominent. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, LSU just hired Brian Kelly. Yeah. You know, even though I think that was a disastrous performance this weekend, that was about as bad as it gets at LSU. And there's going to be more too here at the end of the season. I this, mean, this Oklahoma is just hired Brett Venables, so they are not going to let him go. Ooh, that yet. was not trending right. But they are, they are in a in a new world over there, aren't they? I tell you what, you could kind of see where that's not going to work out. 
Well, they're... I don't want to put the cart before the horse yeah. because that's what they, you know, see what I did there. Yeah. Um, but they also didn't have their starting quarterback. I mean, that should be said. Doing yeah, but you're a defensive play. guy, man. You just got hit 49, yeah. bro. Well, like, <laughs> and that was the, I think that's the worst loss in the history of the rivalry, right? Yes. I want to say that. 49 is. to zip. Well, and again, that's, that's a program that is used to success, you know? And fast, yeah. like they're used to. Like, they don't do the re- they don't over. do the rebuild no. thing. You don't have to at Oklahoma. No, it's interesting for them because, I mean, they're joining the SEC. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like it's not about to be this Big Twelve, you know, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State type stuff. Meantime, Texas looks good, and the rest of the league is good. Yeah, like Texas, TCU is good. And Texas, just hired Sonny Dykes. Texas will assimilate just fine. Yeah, uh, as I thought they would. They have Arch Manning committed. You yep. know, I mean, they're going to be just fine. Quinn Ewers is the real deal. Uh, I think Oklahoma is going to find tough sledding, though. I think there's going to be – they have a okay. chance to be not as bad, okay, not as bad. The resources and the implicit advantages are better, but I think they could find themselves in a situation similarly to Missouri where they competitively, right. they regret it. Financially, they don't regret it because it's obviously worked out well for them. Yeah. But competitively, where you – you know, it's it's the Oklahoma job to me looks a lot better – in the Big 12 than it does in the SEC. Uh, it does. It does. From does a, it? From a competitive standpoint. Not from a not from a prestige yeah. standpoint. Not from a financial standpoint. I don't think the money will be that different, right? I mean, they'll, they'll make comparable. more. Yeah. They'll make more in the SEC, but it's not like it was going to change your life either way. Oh, we only make $40 million, Now we make $50 million. I mean, it's tell me. Coaches may be making three and a half as opposed to six. I, 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 well, yeah, exactly. I mean, that is that is around the league. That yeah. is true. Like I'm just saying, though, like, would I rather, if I am a hot coaching candidate, would I rather take the Oklahoma job in the Big 12, or would I rather take the Oklahoma job in the SEC West? There ain't even Ooh, a question. No, no question. Because, I mean, look, Mississippi stays out here kicking everybody's ass. Yeah. I mean, Sam Pittman was the hottest thing going last year, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's already starting. I was talking about Bro, to they want to fire Sam Pittman. Well, if, what we got, there, there's a pecking order, I'm right? I'm not even kidding. First, but Barry Odom's got to go. <laughs> yeah, right? okay, they're so going to so Barry Odom's going to go. Gonna go. Yeah, yeah. But I remember last year, and look, who knows, right? Maybe they just kind of got too good too fast, right. and they started to believe in their own hype. And, well, they were so bad. That's, yeah. the pro- that's the thing you like about it if you're taking yes. that job, is you were so bad, you got to get off the floor. But, like, you wonder now, like, was – was last year for Sam Pittman an anomaly? Was that an outlier? Or and, and and because what they have done this year is more in line with what Arkansas has done right in recent history. Right? They have yeah. not been a competitive team. They've gone through coaches, etc. So you they're going to point at the quarterback though is what they're going to do right oh, now. Oh no! Look, I know how the blame game works, man. There's a there 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 are a couple bodies that have to be. You <laughs> yeah, know what I'm saying? You bury the defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, you get the DC quarterback. quarterback. All right, nah, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Once there's nobody left to blame, then we go the big guy at the top. Yeah, yeah. this is. I mean, this is the way that it has sure. always worked in yeah. the history of time. You, okay, let me ask you about Matt Rule. We're back to Matt Rule because he got fired is what we were talking about. Do you think Matt Rule would do better at Oklahoma than Venables? I actually think he would. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think he's he's a better coach than Venables. Yeah. I do, too. I mean, and I think uh, his, his track record in college was pretty proven. Now, we never saw him with a big job. Right. right, he was at Temple, and then he was at Baylor, Baylor. and it was a Baylor job that was in shrouded in scandal <laughs> right. and coming out of the haze of that. But, but he was the golden child, right? That's how he got that NFL job. I mean, you don't get an NFL coaching job unless you're really good. Yep. And you could say, well, they're about, but like Lane Kiffin was an awful NFL coach, and look what he's doing at Ole Miss. Right. 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 I mean, he's 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 one of the best coaches right. in college football. Yeah. You know, so the 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 pool is uh, you know. Well, and you hire awesome coordinators like Kiffin does. Yeah, I you mean. Know? 
That's the thing. And I think Lane probably like learned some things, yeah. you know. Just like I think Matt Rule probably learned some things. Yeah. Uh but but I in the NFL, you can be the you could be a genius schematic right. play caller. Yeah. If Andy Reid didn't have Patrick Mahomes, it wouldn't matter. Right. <laughs> if, yes. if 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 Andy Reid drew the same plays up for Baker Mayfield. Right. Right. Well, dude, it's it like, wouldn't happen. It's pro sports. Look at the Grizzlies. You yep. get the top a top two pick, and suddenly the franchise, the whole thing shifts, man. It's it's all like it's it's in, in pro sports. It's all quarterback driven, man. Um, and that's what it really boils yeah. down to. So uh, Matt Rule's going to be coaching somewhere, I assume. Uh, maybe not next year. Again, like Justin Fuente. Justin Fuente. What's up with your boy? Is he going to be back? Well, no. That's what I was going to say. Like he got the 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 parachute, right? Money. So there's no reason. Like he, I, I actually was talking to him. Uh, is he still living in Blacksburg? No, he lives in Texas. Oh, and he's going to his kids' volleyball games. Uh, and he's got and plenty he's of money. Like watching sports as a fan. Good for him. And he's got tons of money to do absolutely nothing. I. This is one <laughs> of the. Th- I will say I did a whole radio show with with him. Yeah, with Justin Fuente. He is, and I, I we say this a lot about Josh being the nicest guy yep. and some of the. He genuinely, he's nice, but in a really sort of aw shucks kind of way. Like when you sit down, oh, yeah. he's a super nice guy. No, like I could see, and he doesn't have that. I mean, he's competitive yep. clearly, but like he doesn't have that. I have to absolutely work vibe. Oh no, not at all. And I mean, again, like he, he is, he is a, he is like Virginia Tech, for example. They, right. they, they stink. Oh, they're terrible. Virginia Tech is is awful, and they're going to regret that. Like, I actually, it they wasn't should have hung on to Justin. I think they totally should. And uh, and like, I know the Hinton Hooker thing. It's, it 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 stings to watch him doing what he's doing yeah. at, at Tennessee because he was at Virginia Tech. But it happens, man. Joe Burrow went to LSU. That's it. He was at Ohio State. Right. You know, like you could you could play this game. You know, right. every day, right? You can play this game. Justin Fields too, right? Wasn't Justin Fields at Ohio State? Yeah, and they transferred to to. Uh, yeah, no, he was it. He was at Ohio Burrow. State. Excuse Burrow me. was at Ohio State he, and went to LSU. Yeah. yeah, but but so we could play this game, you know, uh, all the time, right? It yeah. happens in college football. So yeah, yeah I think that's going to be a mistake. But Matt Rule is is going to be on the market. He's going to be coaching somewhere. It feels like if if a good enough job indeed does come open. Next story. All right, baseball playoffs. Do uh, we have to? We do, yeah. I think there's some accountability that needs to be had on your behalf. Yeah, man. Uh, it was a rough weekend. The the Phillies, man? Really? Are you going to do me like this, man? I mean, I, I do feel like there should be some – I mean – that It was that, really bad. That, it was a bad weekend. That, to me, was uh, – I mean, again, I'm not a Cardinals fan. No, I, I know. But I that's know where gotta, you going, bro. That's got to rank up there in terms of utter disappointment. Whoever – thought that Nolan Arenado and Paul Goldschmidt would go into a weekend series and forget how to hit. Crazy. How does that happen? That's crazy. Like, bro, like, we, and you're, you got Albert Pujols in there. Him and Molina with one leg are, like, getting hits. Like, you can't have two dudes who are, like, MVP candidates. Giving you everything can't get he's got, hit. man. Like, you know? what are you doing? He's giving you everything get, he's got. He, he literally, like, sat out half of the season just so he could participate in the playoffs. And this dude, he gets a hit on his last at bat. We'd get a pitch rudder in for him. And we can't get that dude in with I, Paul yeah. Goldschmidt and I Nolan Arenado. I actually tuned in because I, I saw people tweeting about uh, Albert Pujols' last bat. I was like, I want to see this. I missed yeah. it. I missed it. But he, got he, a hit. he apparently was on base. And then it was like it couldn't have, it couldn't have broken more perfectly because you're it's the top of the order, right? Yes, it's Goldschmidt. This is Arenado. why you put him in the two hole because yeah. you got the two dudes behind him. Yeah, 
and uh, and and and, uh, and, oh. and and this pitcher, this blowtorch pitcher. Oh yeah, uh, Nola. Yeah, he, they, he was unstoppable. He looked they, like a Cy Young winner, they, like from they, they outer put space. The, the, the other dude in there, and like yeah. they, they can't uh, they can't even manufacture a hit. That was uh, that was embarrassing. Is that is that is that one of the more painful postseason exits as a Cardinals fan? You know, this has been the big discussion. That's the question of the day, right? Because everybody's like, um, well, that has to be rough, right? And I would t- here's the question I would ask you, John. If you're a fan and you have you get the you get the Pujols story, which came from nowhere. Like nobody expected him to get the 700, and the the feels with the retirement, and they were first place in the division. Um, I think I'll take it. No, oh, no, you're putting lipstick on a pig here, man. That's it's it still the, hurt. It's the Phillies, man. You're supposed to beat the Phillies. But it's kind of like when Memphis went to the Cotton Bowl. You know, like you were just happy to be in the yeah, damn Cotton Bowl. Yeah, but Penn State ain't the Phillies, man. Bro, Phillies look good. Stop. I mean, <laughs> Stop. Look what happened to the Mets. You guys couldn't even take a game off of them. Look what happened to the Mets, bro. I know we didn't get a game, but like when your two biggest bats can't hit, all of a sudden, like you got a problem. I don't know, man. I feel like uh, it was rough. No, you're on it, but we, we, I, 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 this is it, all deserved. It's like it would be like if the Grizzlies had lost to the Timberwolves in the first round. They almost did. Though. They almost did, but they didn't win the yeah, series. Right. Like we'd have been saying that was a oh man, the regular season was so great. Hey, at least was no, no, there weren't any animal rights people chaining themselves to the uh, to the field. So that uh, that you know we have we didn't get that that problem. But the good news and the best news of of the weekend yeah. was that nothing. Nothing was more disappointing. Oh, the Mets! Than what the Mets did. Oh, it was. Do you have the trumpets? You have. Oh the- yeah, yeah. So the the meme of the day was, you know, they've got what's his name, Timmy Trumpets, and of course they're like, oh, and here's Timmy Trumpets and his uh, exit here as he, and then they, yeah, they played the. Bro, do you have the song? It's called Narcos. Oh, uh, the real one? The the the, 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 the one that Diaz yeah. comes out to. I need. I, yeah, I want to hear it, man. This I wanna- is him for the after the last game. Yeah, I want it, it's 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 it was so sad. Like it was this, solely sad. Like this is a guy who you know it, all year long has been so uh, such a such a rallying point. Like so yeah. many memes, people have absolutely loved this. You yeah. know this Diaz coming out to the, at the end of the game, and uh, and and this last is, night. It, it, I will say, and I'm not a fan of the Mets. In fact. There's a really small part of me, and I got to be careful here because the Cardinals didn't do any better. Yeah. If the Cardinals would have won and the Mets would have been out, it'd been a lot more fun. It was just like I, I do not like the Mets. I know there are a lot of Mets haters out here. But center stage as Edwin Diaz gets ready. This is Timmy to Trumpets. come in looking for a save. You love this, don't you? Well, like him coming out when the game was four to zero. Did they do this yesterday? I see this is just from random from August. No, is they there, they did one, it. They should did I play it. the one from yesterday? Or is it better or is well, it no, same? it's the same. I mean like every time it's the same thing. And you had like the fans in the crowd. I just caught the very end. They didn't even want to cheer. It's embarrassing. They're now four zero. You're bringing it up what's a pitcher gonna do? You need help with the bats, man. That's what you need. And then they got the you know Timmy the trumpets. The damn the, the, the mascots begging to get people. Going. These begging people to get up and they're like they can't find it. They cannot find it in their hearts. Because they know it's over. The Padres will win this series. No, it was over. That's why I was out. Yeah, man. And I, by the way, I, I saw some stat. That was like the fewest. It was damn near, damn near a perfect game by yeah. the Padres, right? No, and then you had the moment with the that uh, sh- the, the manager for the Mets, Showalter. Show he's yeah. like, check him. Check his ear for Mazzola. Yeah, that he's was. He's got uh, his spin rate. Yeah, the, the Mets went out sad, man. The Mets went out very sadly. Uh, the fewest hits the allowed cool, by the way. in a winner-take-all game. It was rough. I think ever. I think that was the stat. 
It might have been Padres franchise history, yeah. but it, I think it was baseball history. Um, yeah, that was uh, that, like I, you know, like I, I think about my man GP, right? Oh, he's gonna have a rough time at four o'clock. You know, all you want is a chance. Yep. Right. Yep. Like uh, you get there and you just you hope that like when the game is about to settle, that do we have a chance? That's right to win. And the Mets did not. They collapsed in historic fashion yep. in their division. And they lost convincingly in a decisive uh, postseason game. They, there was never any moment in that game for Gary or any Mets fan that thought, you know what, we could win. Well, and Gary said it two weeks in a row. It's the most depressing week of your life because yeah. you get you don't win the division. And this is this is the peril, right, yeah. of being a sports fan. You are you are made no guarantees yeah. about anything, right? No. I go to, I go to Nashville. Oh, and, that was rough. And the Raiders are down 14 at the half. Yeah. And they made it, it They made it far more interesting than the Mets made it yesterday. Yes. But I still, like somebody asked me, my, my sister-in-law asked me yesterday, she goes, uh, you went to the Raiders game in Nashville, how was that? It sucked. It was awful. <laughs> it was good until they lost. It was never good. At any point oh, was it good. John. No. It, they were down 24 to 10 at the half. Uh, at no point did I you believe. You said the drive-up was nice, though, right? No, the drive-up there sucks. It's boring as so hell. Nashville. R.I.P. Loretta Lynn. Yeah, that's so, the highlight that was, of the that drive was a up tough there. Weekend for Loretta. Yeah, this it, it was it was the toughest weekend for Loretta Lynn ever. Uh, By the way, I have a country program director that you, you know how people get ornery around here after they turn about seventy years old. Yes, apparently we have a few. She, apparently, she was pretty rowdy. Like she called program directors and asked them why they weren't playing her new music. You serious? No, I swear to God, he's wow. a program director in in, in New Jersey. Hey, I, I didn't know how Loretta Lynn had new music. Well, a lot of these dudes have new music, and they're bitter as hell that I guess people aren't playing them. As a side note, she but. had like a uh, restaurant in in uh, wasn't it Jackson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, on the way up to Nashville. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Restaurant. Yeah, Hurricane uh, Mills, Tennessee. Loretta Lynn's Kitchen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, and then her home place was in Van Leer, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, she hit ninety, so is it, so maybe That's there's a hell of a run. She's just harassing. Is she the right spot for Nashville? You think now? This uh, point? Yeah, I think Loretta Lynn is the her career is the best thing that Nashville has going. Yeah, and it's over. Right. And her yeah, career is uh, absolutely uh, over. And it's been over for quite some time. She's, she's dead. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, I, I think like that game, the the this, the disappointment from you. The disappointment from Gary. Okay, that's the that is the ugly side of being a sports fan. I will say, I think comparing the two, if you compare the Mets losing this weekend, now I realize they got a game. They so did win a, little, a game. It was a little stronger they performance from the Mets than the Cardinals. I give you that. But at least, first of all, the Cardinals were the three seed. Um, they were a higher seed than the Mets. You're, 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 yeah. No, that's that's so that that's doesn't play to my my point. I was no, about I don't. To make. I don't think you can sit here and say that you're. Uh, exit was any more graceful than Gary's. People had higher expectations for this Mets team compared to the Cardinals. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, well, at, at one point. Until last one weekend. Point. Until last yeah. weekend when the Braves got the division. And then after that, I think that would have been absolutely flipped. 100%. Yeah, you guys blew a freaking uh, a two-run lead right in the it was ninth. Two no- yeah, and the odds of that happening were very, very low yeah, at that I, point, I, especially I, with your closer. I mean, you don't, you know, you're not sitting here. You went no, out sad, too. All right, and Cardinals fans. They they should they went out sad. So I think you have two, two franchises here uh, that went out sad. What's this shaping up for now that we have a fuller picture of the postseason? Oh, I think that uh, that that Braves Dodgers winner is is in pole position, yeah. don't you? Yeah, probably so. Probably if, if that's so. how far we go with this thing, I really I really need the Yankees to figure it out, man. That would be that's great. That's your prop bet. What just, what got, is your I've prop got, bet again? I've got. Yeah, you know, I just put in this stupid uh, free bet yeah, that pays uh, like uh, futures. 
40 grand, right? Okay. Uh, Yankees, Chiefs, Bama, Paolo, rookie of the year. Looking at that bet now, the weakest part of that bet is the is the Bama part, part it, of it. It could be. I need Bryce Young to be uh it's 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 in trouble. But who's going to beat Bama though? Who's going to beat Bama? Tennessee. They could. I think Tennessee's going to get him this weekend. It's, it would be a huge victory for them. But, like, does Georgia scare me? Not really. Uh, no. Does Ohio State scare me? Ohio State, uh, they preside over disappointing. Okay? Yeah. Like, I'm not worried about Ohio State. You know, I, 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 I'm more worried about getting into. Get, they got to get in there, right? right. They got to they yeah. find a way to navigate. They found a way to win. With a quarterback who was not very good, as it turns out, right? So that is uh, that yeah. is we're in maintenance mode right now, just trying to load manage for the college football playoff. Because I think once the Alabama Crimson Tide get there, if they get there, they will win. But it is a journey to get there, regardless. Uh, that is your uh, that is your postseason baseball update. Cardinals out sad, Mets out sad. Thank you. We got I mean, the vibes in in the ranch here, ninety two nine, just at all time lows, no question about it. We're gonna come back. Uh, and be joined by Brian Windhorse. Brian Windhorse will uh, hop on the show. We'll talk to him about the NBA, get his thoughts on the Grizzlies, John Morant, uh, Draymond Green apologized over the weekend, get his thoughts on that, all that and more on the other side. Stick around. Jason and John, 92 FM, ESPN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Ryan Winhorse is an NBA insider for ESPN. The NBA regular season is bearing down. We're excited in Memphis. He joins us now. Brian, appreciate the time. Before we get to the Grizzlies and the season preview and what it may look like, uh, a, a major story in the NBA last week as the video from Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole is leaked. Um, what are what are people inside the league saying about not just the incident, but but also the leaking of the video. Yeah, there's some nuance to this because um, 
fist fights in the NBA in practices have happened for decades, and they'll probably happen for decades more. And they are, of course, their own challenge, just like there are many things that uh, affect a team internally that the public never gets to know about. Um, but because the video became public, it, it changes the pressure that is now applied on the Warriors. The punch is no different. But now the pressure of how to deal with it publicly um, ramps up. And so in a strange way, and I mean, if you present it in a vacuum, it doesn't make sense. But in a strange way, the Warriors seem to be more angry about the video getting out than they are about Draymond doing it. And, you know, when you just say it that way, it, it sounds very difficult to explain. Mm-hmm. But when you understand how the NBA works, um, that's the, the nature of the game. And, and quite frankly, um, while I can't predict the future, the Warriors have been dealing with Draymond Green dust-ups for a decade. They have a whole, you know, and all of them are different to a certain extent, but all of them have also been managed. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and then you have the added layer on top of this is that there's the money layer with Jordan Poole in the middle of contract negotiations. Um, and I would think there's a good chance of him getting a deal by next week. So it's a very multifaceted deal. You would like to be able to just make like one strong statement about it, but that's not reality in the NBA. So I don't think it ultimately will affect the Warriors. What I think will be interesting is if Jordan Poole doesn't get a contract extension, um, the way this could be uh, brought up to them over the course of the year and become a thorn in their side. I mean, isn't it sort of, in, uh, you know, a, a symbolic indicative of, of how the Warriors sort of view Draymond Green, just in the way that they did not react, you know, as Draymond Green walked up? Like, there was no rush to break that up. It almost looked like, you know, to your point, They've seen this a time or two from Draymond Green, and this feels like one of the first times maybe that that it has stepped over that line. You know, it's hard to know we weren't there. It's hard to know. I mean, I also think that it looked like there was instruction coming from a coach in the opposite direction, and so all the players returned the opposite direction. I really think that, you know, you're going to parse the video down. You could, Mm -hmm. you know, have a whole trial over it. I do know this. You can't punch another player full-on punch like that. And so you've got to deal with that with the team. But, you know, <laughs> the team pretty much said, hey, we're not going to suspend them. Well, we're just going to deal with it internally. And they would have probably just moved on until the video came out. And then all of a sudden they had to deal with it again. And so, again, I think they're more – my feel is that they're more distressed about the video getting out. Also, mm-hmm. that, the, that the fight itself became public within, you know, an hour or two also distresses them. Um, and that's just, uh, again, the nature of pro sports. The, the strange thing about, about pro sports is this. If Draymond Green had punched a coach or if he had punched a trainer or if he had punched a security guard, the, the, imp- the, the way to deal with it would have been dramatically different, right? Mm-hmm. If he had punched somebody who was kind of a lower person on the totem pole. But because he punched another player, it's viewed differently. And, I mean, again, that's just the nuance of uh, inter-team NBA fight. Um, you know, uh, I think Adam Silver got, you know, you know, roasted a few weeks ago when he was talking about Robert Sarver, and he said the owners are treated differently than the employees. 
Um, he got roasted for saying that, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Of course it's true. Um, and it is also true that stars within teams and player-on-player um, fights get treated differently than if it was with some with uh, you know other people in the organization, and that's just the reality. We're talking to Brian Windhorst, NBA insider for ESPN. Memphis Grizzlies coming off of a season in which they took the world by storm as a two seed. Not going to have Jaron. It sounds like for the beginning of the season, it's it's an interesting sort of you know dynamic in Memphis. As obviously they bring back Ja, give him all the money, um, a couple guys in, a couple guys out. What what are your personal expectations for the Grizzlies and 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 how they follow up what was one of the best regular seasons in the in the history of the franchise? Well, number one, the reason that they were so good during the regular season is that they defended. They they started out defending poorly and then they caught uh their rhythm and they became a great defensive team and they became a great up-tempo team you know they were one of the most enjoyable teams to watch that is why that they have all of a sudden gone to a television property because there's no way you could you could watch the grizzlies play and not say that that's an enjoyable brown to basketball but the bedrock for why their record was so good last year was that they defended and so you know, defending is something that's hard to keep up, um, you know, uh, so they have to retain that defensive identity. And that's on Taylor, that's on Taylor Jenkins. That's on Ja. That's on, you know, the, the guys who are becoming veterans. That's on Des Bain in a, in a year that we're all expecting him to take even a step further to continue to have that defensive intensity. The other thing is, um, you know, the Grizzlies have a full wallet, okay? Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is, they have all these draft assets, and they have a couple of guys on their roster who are potentially ideal trade assets. And, you know, when you look at the Western Conference this year, um, the, the competition level is extremely intense. Um, the difference between the top seeds and the playing teams is going to be really narrow. And you have this. Um, with how good this draft is shaping up, it would not surprise me if some teams that start the season thinking that they're going to contend change their mind come December or January. And, you know, frankly, there's just not enough wins available. There's going to be teams Mm -hmm. in both conferences that are going to get there and be like, wait a minute, we can't compete, or they're going to have an injury. Like, for example, look at the Chicago Bulls. You know, they're going to miss Lonzo Ball for a huge chunk of this season. And look at the competition in the East. You know, do they get to to January and are they in ninth place? And they wonder, you yep. know, or are other teams we don't know? And the Grizzlies are sitting there with um, the full um, repertoire at their fingertips. Mm. And look, they've they've made it clear that they are not going to be they are not going to play through free agency. They they you know this front office has decided we're going to draft. Um, and we're going to trade, and they've drafted extraordinarily well. So I can see why they don't. They did, you know, they've re- they've resisted, um, uh, you know, trading away picks. But you know, you go pick up that pick for Melton, that extra Philly pick. Mm-hmm. You have all of your picks. Like you have. I mean, I'm not saying that they would want to trade Dylan Brooks, but you put Dylan Brooks mm-hmm. and Danny Green together. Now you've got a 21 million dollar chunk. Just in expiring contracts um, and those picks, I mean, they are, uh, you know, their their payroll is under very much under control. I think they've got the third 
uh, lowest payroll. Of course, it's going to balloon next year when Jaws' contract kicks in, but they're, they're not, like, worried about the luxury tax uh, right now. Um, you know, they are primed, in my view, to make a deal. Um, you know, they did, you know, they did have an expiring contract in Stephen Adams that they took off the books mm-hmm. with their, with their decision to extend him. But, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, they still are a serious contender, uh, to, to do something. Now, now look, uh, they've, they've been very clear that they've wanted to build low and slow. So, you know, I'm not saying it's something that they probably feel they have to do, but I definitely think. You know, if and when there's a trade out there, I think the Grizzlies have to be on the short list of a team that's on the hunt for uh, for talent upgrades. Yeah, and we don't know we don't know yet in terms of who who that team might look like. But yeah, it makes total sense with Wimbanyama and how uh, ridiculous that hype train has gotten. That uh, yeah, you're going to see teams pivot mid season. If you injected the the rest of the league, Brian, with truth serum, and asked them, um, are the Grizzlies for real? Are they are they a two seed type of team? Every year, can they be that? Is this and was this real? What do you think most of the league would say? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, you know, they just, they played, you know, their experience, their inexperience was right in your face um, last year in the postseason. I mean, and it was not unexpected. I mean, that's what you kind of expect mm-hmm. um, to see from a team, you know, that young. Uh, um and so, you know, I think one of the things that has that has been a that you know people say about them is, you know, can they can they um, win close games when they have to play playoff style basketball? And like, look, when you you lose to the to the Warriors and you take them to six games, like that's a respectable loss, but it's also indication that you know you're not there yet you know you've got to you've got to close that gap you've got to learn from what happened in that series um and so what you'd like to see is the Grizzlies step forward and you know with that and you know we'll have to see I I know that obviously you you have to be a big believer in Ja and you have to like some of their other things and you also have to be a big believer in the decisions of their front office uh have been making but you know, my view all along is that the Grizzlies need um, sort of – they need to bring in a veteran leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have compared it – I have I have compared it to, like, the Andre Iguodala trade that the, the Warriors made when they had a bunch of young guys. And Iguodala was a big difference maker. Also, to a lesser extent, Bogut, when Andrew Bogut came in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've compared it to when the, when the Pacers brought in David West – um, you know, when they had these young guys, like um, when Paul George and Roy Hibbert and those guys were young guys, they brought David West in, and he was this veteran presence um, who helped stabilize them, and they became much more potent uh, playoff-ready teams. Now, uh, you know, the Grizzlies know their team better than I do. They have a better mind. They they have their, their progress. But from the outside, I just feel like the Grizzlies need a, con- a consolidation deal. They need to take some of their assets and channel it into a player who can be super valuable in the playoffs. And you say, well, who's that player? You know, I- I'm sure they have a list, and mm-hmm. it's just a matter of whether they can find something like that to, to work out. We're talking to Brian Windhorst, NBA insider for ESPN. On the other side, Brian, I, I got to tell you, I-, I am buying the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm buying that James Harden is focused. I'm buying – 
um, that that PJ Tucker and DeAnthony Melton are going to come in and give them a defensive edge. Uh, I I like them a lot. Am I crazy for really believing James Harden and the Philadelphia 76ers this time? Well, you didn't mention Tyrese Maxey, who's yeah. potentially uh, you know when you look in the Eastern Conference, some of these some of these guard sets in the Eastern Conference are like like really good. Like you look at what Atlanta has got going. You look at what Cleveland's got going. Uh, you look at what Boston's got going. Um, you know, you look at what, uh, depending on how you wanted to find Chris Middleton, you look at what Milwaukee's got going. Like, eh, a lot of nights in the Eastern Conference, there's going to be major battles in the backcourt. And the Harden-Maxey backcourt 1-2 is going to be powerful. Um, but, you know, they have... They have, they, you know, they're going to have a lot of competition out there. You know, you know, the yeah. Philly could have a great season mm-hmm. and have the four seed. Yeah. Um, but look, I voted for Embiid for MVP last year. Um, I am a big believer in what he can do at both ends of the court, and he has a team that is more suited to his talent than we've seen before. There should be floor spreading there that wasn't really always hasn't been there for him. He shouldn't have to feel the burden to be an offensive initiator at the end of games. I'm sorry to say, but he was last year. There were times where they needed a basket and the ball was in Embiid's hand at the top of the key. Go create us a basket. Um, and that's one of the reasons why they wanted to get Harden and why not having Ben Simmons, regardless of what you thought about him, like it hurt not having a guy to create shots like that. So, you know, in theory, they should be really good. But when I say, when I look at their uh, their their outlook, when I say I can't predict it, it's it's more of a comment on the on the difficulty of the rest of the East than it is on them. The win total for the Los Angeles Lakers is forty four and a half. Um, and I, I don't know if you're a betting man, but if you were, is there a side on that that you actually like, Brian? I would sort of say that I would never make a, a, a season-long bet on the Lakers because you will never get proper odds. Because even though there's betting in all these different states, the Vegas casinos still set a lot of the, the, the lead lines. And uh, crazy Laker fans come into Vegas and make crazy bets. And so you'll never get a good price or a good bet on, on the Lakers, especially if it's like a over-under bet. They will always set the line higher than it should be because optimistic Laker fans will come in and put money down on the over. Now, that's not what you asked me. Um, I think that having a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis is, you know, obviously a huge weapon. Uh, Kendrick Nunn has looked great for them in the preseason. He's had three high-impact, great shooting preseason games already. And that is absolute type of player that they need. But I look at their roster, and I see so many different players whose history is of poor outside shooting, and I just wonder how it's going to work. Um, all throughout the NBA, all these teams can shoot. Um, you've got to have shooting. You've got to have three-point efficiency in the NBA. And when you look at the way LeBron James has played throughout his career, he has been benefit. He's always benefited by having space, teams that generate space for him. And, you know, the Lakers don't have a space team. And, you know, so look, uh, look, I can't, I can't predict. I mean, maybe Russell Westbrook turns out to be like, 
incompetent shooting corner threes. I, I would bet against it, but I don't, you know, I can't rule it out. So I would say, like, I don't love the Lakers' outlook, but I have to admit that they have a set of circumstances that could align to make them competitive. I just don't foresee them, again, in a Western conference where there's, like, seven or eight teams who arguably have, you know, better put-together rosters than them. Brian, man, you're the best. Always appreciate your time. Thank you. Have a great week, guys. Yep, he is Brian Windhorse. Uh, covers the NBA, NBA insider for ESPN. Good stuff from him. Sort of setting up a, uh, you know, a potential big Grizzlies deal. Um, even though the Grizzlies will not be in play for Victor Wimbanyama, perhaps they will benefit right by him simply existing. And, and and what they've compiled over the years. Yeah, this is where it you know it, it makes sense, right? It makes a lot of sense. I would tank for him. I mean, I would do everything if I'm oh, mid if you're to in that low. Position for yeah, sure. I, yeah, I mean, I think you reevaluate your position to yeah. try to get a player. And there's other options to it. Yep. Two and three, if you don't get it. Well, him. and look, here's the thing: some some teams don't have a choice, right? Right. Yeah. So some teams are just going to be bad. Like right. San Antonio is going to be bad. Utah. You, you can go down. Right. Uh, They're you're just going to be right. bad. But but I think what he what he's pointing out, which is interesting, is what about the teams who have aspirations and ambitions coming into the season? Right. But then the season starts, guys get hurt, what have you. Doesn't go to plan. Okay, well now you're like, uh, who can we unload right to mm-hmm. really get some weight out of here and be as bad as we possibly can? Right, and that's where the a team like the Grizzlies, who was on the other side of that, right. ideally could benefit. So we talk about these, you know, this big deal, this big trade. I think there is no better catalyst to make that happen than you know, Vic, and, and even Scoot Henderson, who yeah, was he's a, good who would be a number one pick yeah. in any other draft. That's right, right. So it sets up a really intriguing year from that perspective. Anyway, thanks to Brian Winters for joining us. Jason Fitz is going to join us at one twenty-five. Stick around, Jason and John, ninety-two FM, ESPN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.